Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey now and good morning from Drago Seafood and Restaurant in Baton Rouge, College and I-10, our home during the LSU football season for home games and we haven't been in here in a while for the Tennessee game. We went to Metairie. It was just a madhouse in here uh, currently, or where we are currently. And, uh, man, it's good to be back in this awesome place, Drago Seafood in Baton Rouge, right in front of the bar where we got about, I don't know, eight uh, big old flat screens that we can take in anything and everything of college football. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tailgate and Show, LSU, and Ole Miss this afternoon in Death Valley. And number seventh ranked Ole Miss coming to town. And you watch this spread. And, Herb, I know you're not a big gambler, neither am I, but I, I do pay attention to the lines. It opened at one and a half for Ole Miss. Yep. Now it's two and a half, some in three, three yep. in favor of LSU. And really what I want to start, though, is what went on with Jaden Daniels last week? Huh. You, you remember um, the old school Scooby-Doo, yeah. right? When they would pull the mask off the guy, it's really who – I think it was Joe Burrow. I don't know. But anyway, at the end of the day, what we saw from that was the fact that we finally got what we needed out of Jaden, right? Just let the ball fly. Give your receivers an opportunity to make plays. Trust a little bit more in your line, right, in your offensive line. Trust you know, your receivers. And your receivers. Of course, trust your receivers. But, but sit in the pocket just a hair longer is what I mean by that. Or get rid of the ball a hair sooner – to the receiver, that's not going to be 100% wide open, but you're going to allow him to have an opportunity. You know, one of the biggest plays that was the greatest play that I've seen that he made last week was the play when um, there was an offsides penalty and, um, and the play kept going. And on that play, whenever they have that particular situation, the receiver knows to run a streak yeah, go or route. go route. And then all you do is you toss it up and whatever happens, happens. Because it doesn't matter. There's a flag on the plate. He gave his receiver an opportunity. He understood the situation threw the ball through a dime, and it was a great play touchdown. I loved it. It was great. It, it was his maturation day to me, his coming out party. You, so you think this is – we're going to see more of that? I know we're going to see more okay. of that. If I don't see more of that, then I will be oh, madly, uh, <laughs> uh, be sadly mad. disappointed. Let me say that. Okay, so I said this throughout the week, and I'll tell me if you agree with this or disagree, but in that one game, if you could have won a Heisman Trophy, 
that was it. That was, yeah. if, based on one game, that, that was unbelievable. The Heisman moment, as yeah. you say, right? I agree. I mean, I'm not he, saying he's going on to win the Heisman. No, he's saying that that particular game was a Heisman moment for him. If, if he can have 12 of those, then, yeah, he huh. could win the Heisman. Yeah. Um, but that one game was a really great uh, situation. Now, here's the thing. What I thought about when I watched that game, that's the Jaden Daniels that we watched in Arizona State. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the guy that we've been wanting to show up every week this, this year. Of course, it's a new system. It's a new everything. It's a new all of that. The things that he did best was the things that we – or the simple things, allowing your receivers an opportunity, getting rid of the football, believing in yourself, understanding the game plan, um, trusting in your receivers, and, and allowing the running backs to make plays as well out of the backfield also. So I think that we should see the same Jaden Daniels move forward. I think this is a, co- a confidence booster, not only for him, but for the team. And I think this is something that they're like, okay, here we go. Hotty Toddy's coming into town, but there ain't going to be no Hotty Toddy tonight, baby. It's somebody going to sleep, and it ain't going to be us. Ole Miss, Ole Miss and LSU. That's right. The Magnolia rivalry, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin comes in with the number seven team in the country, and a lot of people heard when you think of Lane Kipp- Kiffin, you think, oh, he's going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Not so much with this Ole Miss football team. He will and wants to run the well, football. The football. Yeah, he's got some great backs. He's got a really great offensive line. His his quarterback is, is really good. He's not great, in my opinion, um, but he's really good. He knows that offense, and he's perfect for that offense. Um, the, the difference, though, with Lane, Lane brings that that – that umps, that that uh, that swagger with him, right? And they they do everything so much different over there in Ole Miss than they do anywhere else in the SEC. I don't see that that confidence that they play with. That it, it doesn't matter who you are. We're gonna play our game, and we know we're gonna give up points, but we're gonna outscore you no matter what. And those guys seem to love and take a take a liking to Mr. Kiffin and, and coaches doing his thing. And I, I will say that I didn't see Ole Miss being undefeated this year. Like this, and playing like they're playing. They're playing really great, confidence team football, all around football. I think they're doing a good job. If you go look, and we're going to highlight, but if you go look at their schedule, there's some there's some games in there that you can say, all right, you know, that, that's not a good measuring stick. You know, I think this is the first real, true road test for that Ole Miss football team t- today, this afternoon in Death Valley. Uh, I don't think they they've played anybody else on the road as good as LSU, and LSU isn't the the the, the team that we're used to seeing from LSU. But That's my, right. My point is that if you look closely, Ole Miss hasn't played a, a lot of stiff competition, and particularly on the road. I get it. And, but, and then also you add in the mix that the game that LSU had last week and the confidence that, that they're coming into with this week. Yeah. So it's going to be a hostile environment. Um, it's going to be a 230 game, which Ole Miss loves playing 230 games. So that's not going to matter to them. Um, so it, it's going to be – and I think, I think this is going to be a game that – I think Tiger Stadium stands up. I don't think nobody here likes Ole Miss. It is a bit of a, a rivalry. Uh, not a bit, uh, a huge rivalry, let's say that. But I think Tiger Stadium stands up today, and I think the fans are really going to be that 12th man on the field, and it's going to be very difficult for Ole Miss to overcome that. We want to hear from you, Tiger fans. How much do you dislike Ole Miss? 504-260-1870. Well, Herb, you use the word hate these days. Everybody, everybody says, oh, you shouldn't say that. Nonetheless, how yeah. much do you dislike them? In this case, in sports, when it comes to hate, it's it's allowed because it's healthy. It's a competition. <laughs> it's I mean, for crying out loud, this is not like oh, I hate that person. No, it's we don't like we don't like uh, Ole Miss. The okay, team, fine. Right. We don't like the team. You can hate the uh, the Ole Miss Rebels all, all day if you're a college football fan, not um, allegiant to Ole Miss. Our Oakwood Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at five zero four two six zero. 
1870. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, we are just getting started here from Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge College and I attend. Come on out and hang out with us. We'll be here till 1230 this afternoon. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge, College and I-10 is where you can find us for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick getting set for LSU and Ole Miss, 2.30 this afternoon in Death Valley. Number 7th ranked Ole Miss coming in. And we looked at some of the games. Vanderbilt scored 28 points against this team. Uh, Auburn scored 34. Uh, Tulsa gave them a game. Now, again, uh, and they, they played Kentucky. Uh, they beat Kentucky by three. Again, they were at home, though. My point is, this is their biggest road test of the year for Ole Miss. And yeah. you do, you said it during the break. They're going to give up points. They're going to give up points. So you should, as an offense, be able to move the ball today. So at the end of the day, this is this should be a carryover from last week for Jaden Daniels and the Tiger offense, right? We should be able to see those guys put up at least 50 points today, in my opinion, if they play like they played last week. Last week, they, oh, yeah. sh- they scored, what, seven out of seven touchdowns? Six straight possessions. There you go. So it's it's it, it was amazing to see that. If they can continue that streak, and I think Ole Miss's defense allows for that, I think this would be um, very tough for Ole Miss to be able to overcome something like that. Now, also, on the flip side, we do have a decent defense. When we play decent defense and if we can cause some turnovers, which I think Ole Miss will do, they, they're prone to turn the ball over, I think that's going to happen. And so if we can get some, 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 some turnovers and then capitalize off those turnovers, I think it's going to be a long day for Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is going to give us opportunity to score points. Guarantee it. Won't be an issue with that. So is it a case where if you're on defense, hey, sell out to stop the run, so to speak? I mean, not necessarily sell out everything, but focus on the run. No, I think you play the game how you how you need to play the game, right? You, you, you're selective as to how you approach it. Um, I think that I think that Lane Kiffin is going to give them a bunch of different looks that they haven't seen. I think Lane's a, a smart enough coach to know that I'm not going to go into this game with a much uh, a, a better opponent than we've play, played pretty much all year long and then do the same stuff over and over again. I think he's going to have to try to figure out a way to become creative enough to give these guys an opportunity to try to have some success against LSU's defense. What do you think of Lane as a as a coach in general? You know, when you remember when Lane came out of uh, Ole Miss and then uh, from Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, and and nobody really liked him. I, I didn't know why anybody did, why they didn't really like him. But then I He's realized got a prickly personality. I was about to say. Then I realized he was a lot immature. He was a very immature person at the time, um, and it took him going to Alabama and getting under Saban to maturate just a little bit. Not a lot. Now, he's not this, this, this uh, you know, overly, uh, you know, uh, mature person. He didn't go to reform school. <laughs> he, he didn't. He just went to, okay, I'm going to change just a tad bit school. Okay. Right. So he learned a lot about football. He learned a lot about understanding these, 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 the, the, the game and, and what it is to be a great head coach in the process. He still has a lot of fun with the kids. He still does his social media stuff. He still does all these different out-the-box, unorthodox things that no other coach in college football does, with the exception of um, his counterpart there in Mississippi. Um, Mike Leach. Mike Leach. And, and outside of that, he's basically one of a kind. And I think that's what draws the kids to Ole Miss. They, they really like his attitude and his, his problems. But me personally, what I think of, of him as a coach, I think he's a very smart and intelligent person. Obviously, he comes from a very smart football family, um, and he knows the game. Um, I think that he can do a little bit better with the defensive aspect of it, trying to hire the right person to be able to really concentrate a little bit further 
with that, and then I think that would actually help him grow as a coach. Listen, I think he's one of the brightest offensive minds uh, in Definitely. both college and pro and the pro game. Definitely. Uh, if I am the Carolina Panthers, I am tr- I am going to have a discussion with Lane Kiffin. I don't know. I don't know if you do that. You just you just got out of the Matt Rule deal. I, right? But I'm still going to have a discussion with him. I'm not saying I'm hiring. Him. I got you. I got you. So yeah, you can talk to him. But I just I don't see them going that route. I see them. I see them going. I agree with you. Some route. Somebody in the NFL already that's going to be able to take over and understand the NFL game. I agree with and you. And I didn't think Matt Rule was the right choice at that time either. I don't know what they were thinking about, but Matt Rule, you know, he came off of a couple of really good seasons with Baylor, but it was not his time right now at that point to jump ship to go to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty uh, twenty on that. I, I'm, I was with you. I, I thought that that was a bit of a scratch of your head, kind of um, yes, higher. Kinda higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I say that, he really wowed them in the interview process and what i'm saying is lane kiffin has that ability too. yeah if, if, if the panthers were to talk to him even though as you point uh point out which i think is is right you may not intend to hire him but he he could be that impressive in the interview process that you go man i like what i heard it's hard to let that guy walk out of the building i just think that another team another nfl team is going to look to give him another shot at some point. I really believe that. At Lane Kiffin? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't disagree. I just don't know if it's Carolina. Now, here's the thing about the interview process, and and this is anywhere, right, wherever it is. A person can walk into your office and have a great interview and knock it out the park, right? But if they don't have the experience and the knowledge and the know-how and the understanding how to perform whatever that said duty is on a day-to-day basis and they show it to you, Week in and week out, it's not. It doesn't matter what the interview process yeah. is, right? At the end of the day, so one of the things that I think that Lane Kiffin has suffered um, um, from is a lack there of defense. The only time he's had a defense with a great offense is when he was in Alabama, because he had he was not the head coach. Anywhere else that he's gone, all the stops he's been, he's not had great defenses. And I think that as a head coach, in my mind, if I'm a if I'm an owner, if I'm a, um, a AD or anybody like that, well, really, an AD doesn't really matter because at some point you don't really have to have a great defense in college. But in the NFL, if I'm an owner, I want a guy that can balance everything, right? I need a great offensive mind with a great understanding of defense, and then I also really want somebody that's, that, that's going to focus on special teams because that can kill you. So, And I think that Lane Kiffin, in my opinion, this is only in my opinion, does not have 100% of all of that. I think he's probably really great at one and so-so at another, and I don't really know about the other. Speaking of special teams, man, LSU still has some issues on special teams. Uh, I mean, you saw <laughs> Besh, the ball went right off his helmet, off his face mask last well, week. Yeah, that was one of those you don't catch a punt like that, right? You, you always catch the punt with your elbows in, and you cradle the ball once it hits your, your chest and your hands, right? You don't. He tried to catch it like a pass coming down. You can't. You never catch uh, – there's two people I've seen catch punts like that that I know can do it all day long, and that's Eddie Kennison and Kevin Falk. Uh, outside of that, I everybody else needs to catch the ball like it's supposed to. Even Dion cradled yeah. it. Mm-hmm. By yeah. the way, Kevin Falk uh, getting honored today, right? He is, he is, yep. He's getting honored today uh, at halftime. I think he's um, he's uh, getting honored for his uh, College Football Hall of Fame induction. Yep, one of my good What a ones. tremendous running back. That's right. That's Just right. what a tremendous running back and had a better career – in the NFL that people give him credit for? 13 years. <laughs> I mean, 13 years with the same team, three rings. Um, 
And look, I mean, you go up there in the New England area, they, they he's beloved. Him. Well, you know he's in the Hall of Fame in New England. Yeah. It, yeah. For the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. you got to remember, he was one of those first smaller backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, and then also that can run in between the tackles as well. Um, and so his his he was, uh, I guess, unique at the time because then you can flex him out at receiver and he can run routes. So, you know, at that time it was him and, it was, you know, it was um, Marshall Falk. Um, and, and, you know, a couple of other guys. But, I mean, talk about going to two perfect situations for yourself, right? He chose LSU. He could have went to Notre Dame. He could have went to Florida. Florida. He could have went anywhere in the country. Chose LSU, became a, one of the all-time rushers in LSU history, college football Hall of Fame, goes to New England with Bill Belichick at the time when they're starting that run. And he's playing with alongside Tom Brady for 13 years, wins three championships, and is in the Hall of Fame for New England. And you go up there, like you said, you go in that area, everybody loves him. He's beloved from, from coast to coast, if you will. I know uh, I know you're good friends with him, right? Text him last night about it, told him congratulations on the, the deal. This, this Humble week. dude, too. Oh, that's my man. It's his thing was all capital letters. Herb Teasy, what's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Falk, a great one, that's yeah. for sure. Yes. All right, we're going to have NFL analyst Mike Dettelier in here uh, shortly. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. LSU. Taking on Ole Miss this afternoon, two thirty kickoff in Death Valley. The voice of the the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair and company, will have you covered for kickoff. And how much of a rivalry is this? And, and predominantly, LSU has won more of these games than Ole Miss has won. So, is it really a rivalry? I think it's definitely a rivalry, but I don't know if it's. I mean, it is definitely a rivalry on the football field. What I've noticed is that there's a lot of people from Louisiana that's gone to Ole Miss. That, that are Ole Miss alumni, uh-huh. and there's a huge tie there, right? So it's like it's one of those – it's a rivalry, but it's like a friendly big brother, little brother rivalry type of situation or neighborly rivalry. It, it's not like this Alabama true hate rivalry <laughs> with LSU mm-hmm. type of situation. So, And I think that's what I found, and it is definitely a true rivalry on the football field too because it could go either way, it's like literally, seriously. I'm not, I, I just remember – um, sometimes playing against Ole Miss, and, and, and I remember Kevin have actually having, like, an outstanding game and made the safety from Ole Miss, and I think it's 96 or so. He just made this guy miss, like, a million times that night, and that guy just quit, essentially. Then the following year, we played Deuce in, um, here in, 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 in Tiger Stadium, and they beat us. And they beat us, like, 35. Did Deuce go off? Deuce did go off. He played very well. Um, the other running back, I can't think of his name right now, um, Avery? I think it is John Avery. He um he balled out. Yeah, he balled out. He was uh really 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 great that day. You know, but that was the game after the, we beat Florida when they were number one. So it was in '97. So we beat Florida, we beat Florida, and um and then we we play Ole Miss the following week at 2:30, and we lose Ole Miss 35 to 28 or something like that. Um, with a, I guess one of those um, trap games or hangover games, right? So that that's what that was all about. That's why we never really liked playing during the the, I guess during the during the daytime we wanted to play at night. Had we played at night, we maybe we had a better chance of winning. But I played very good. I had an eighty yard touchdown run in that game. It was okay. nice. Teasy was off the heezing on that one, just <laughs> so you know, um, blazing down the sideline. And then, but it, it you know once again it was one of those deals where we we whipped them the same team the year before, and then the, the very next year they beat us after we beat up on the number one ranked Florida Gators. Time for Mike D's notebook, brought to you by Thibodeau Thibodeau Sports Medicine Center. 
Thibodeau Regional Sports Medicine Center. Uh, Mike Dettelier, NFL and college football analyst. Mike, thanks for the time. Um, and we were just talking about this rivalry, LSU-Ole Miss. And one of the things, the anecdotes that I'll add here, one of the biggest reasons why Deuce, yes, he's a Mississippi boy, guy, but one of the biggest reasons why he went to Ole Miss is because LSU and Florida and, and Auburn wanted to make him a linebacker. I think he made the right call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, listen, uh, uh, God bless him. Steve McNair told me the story. Uh, that LSU wanted to make him a strong safety. <laughs> uh, I yeah. think they would have figured it out. Same thing as Marshall Falk. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Marshall, who was a really good high school defensive back. I will say that. Um, and I know LSU, all the Mississippi schools, even Miami of Florida, because I know the coach that was recruiting him there, and it was Ed Ogeron, and uh, Ed basically told the truth listen we want you to come here as a as a corner we lost all four starting defensive backs and our uh, nickel guy uh, got hurt and he's coming off a knee injury so uh, Ed told him listen uh, you got to come here you can you got a chance to play right away and you can play in the secondary we got three running backs already and um, I told Ed, you should have lied to him like you normally do. <laughs> you know, and told him, yeah, you come here to play. No, it wouldn't have took long for you to figure out Marshall Falk uh, can play running back. But, listen, those type stories really sort of go on in, in college football. And there is a school uh, in Texas that uh, sort of got out of the hunt for Jamar Chase because they wanted to make him a safety. Well, Just think of we that. all know how that worked out. Uh, yeah, Ole Miss didn't work co- out, uh, too well for that uh, Texas school. No, Ole Miss comes to town, Mike, and they're seventh in the country. But if you look at who they've played, in particular on the road, this is their first real road test today against LSU. Yeah, yeah, and and listen, uh, if you Ole Miss, if you Lane Kiffin, you can't say that, but you know that as a coach, that this is your first real test on the road in Tiger Stadium. Um, man, I remember the last time they played there, man, it rained like hell the entire second half of that game. Uh, and Matt Corral, uh, he had some difficulties in that game. Now, they made up for it last year now because, man, they, they will pedal to the metal uh, with it. But uh, it, it, was a, it was a crazy game. I remember Kayshawn Booty, man, man, Booty went nuts against Ole Miss. In the same pattern, he kept running it. And they never did adjust to stop him. Uh, but it's a big test for Ole Miss. It's a different look Ole Miss team from maybe we've seen in the past with Kiffin. Uh, Lane has always been pass oriented. Uh, last year, mm-hmm. once uh, Corral got hurt, and a lot of it because Corral was running so much, then he became a little bit more of a run oriented team. This team is averaging 271 yards a game rushing, 5.8 yards a, a cap. Man, this is Ole Miss doing this, running the ball. And they're doing it with two freshman offensive tackles. So that, that's been impressive. I think they'd like to get a little bit more out of Jackson Dart in the passing game, and he's had his moments. We saw it a couple weeks back. Uh, him and Jonathan Mingo and lit him up. But that part of the game has not come around for them. Their defense is a little bit better than we've seen in the past. But it's a huge test. And I think the trap has been set. 
Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for LSU to spring load it today uh, on an offense that maybe isn't quite hitting on all cylinders in the passing game like it was last year Mike, and, the, and even the year before. Going back to last week for Jaden Daniels in this LSU offense, do you think that was a turn-the-corner moment or a flash-in-the-pan moment? Well, if I knew that, I knew who to bet on real good today. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I do think this game is determined by two things, quarterback and special teams. Uh, The quarterback, uh, I'm not real sure with Jaden because from week to week you see it's almost like two steps forward and two steps back at times. And, Herb, you can address that, too, that you see moments with him while you say, man, he looks really good. And he throws the ball pretty well, and you know his movement skills are are, are excellent. But he's so erratic. And I think the connection between him and the receivers, to me, looked like it was the best I had seen all season long against Florida. That's right. That they were all sort of on the same page. Yep. And he was getting a lot of different receivers involved. And that's, I think, something Brian has preached uh, almost from day one, that we've got to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. And what it does to open up the running game, and for all these highly recruited running backs, hey, Herb, look who's starting that running back. That's right, the walk-on, former walk-on. A walk-on in Josh Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, and I, I can remember Kevin Falk telling me, man, Mike, he ain't, he's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, not the strongest, but that little guy can play. And he, sure enough, uh, he's, they, they're going to do it by rotation, and we're going to certainly see uh, a lot of John Emery. And if Armani Goodwin is healthy, they'll, he's going to play too. But Josh has become – Sort of demand at this point uh, yep. as the runner, as the main runner. But last week you saw Booty get involved much more than you ever have. And I think that is a big key for Jaden's success. With yep. Jackson Dart, uh, I saw him certainly at USC, and he sort of looks like the same guy in that some moments, uh, boy, you really impressed with him. And some moments you're not, so they're almost like mirror images of one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got to get Mingo involved because, man, when you've got a six foot two plus two hundred twenty five pound in, I do know one thing. I, I see cornerbacks making a lot of ole moves to get out of his way because he's a big man that can rumble. And on special teams, can this team find another way to screw it up? I mean. They, <laughs> You know, it's like every week you looking at almost something else going wrong. Yep. But, uh, man, uh, at the end, hey, the kid came through with the field goal. And, and that right. was a nice kick. That was a real good kick and I think gave him a little bit of confidence. But whoever can win the quarterback part of the game yep. and special teams, I think in real close games, those two factors show up bigger than anything because we do know the emphasis for both defenses is going to be to stop the run. I, I do believe that that for LSU, it's got to be paramount that you cannot let Zach Evans, who's the guy that 
LSU heavily recruited coming out of high school. Uh, he had a crazy recruiting deal. He ends up at TCU and then transfers to Ole Miss. And then we're talking about the freshman, you know, uh, Quid Sean Judkins. It was a guy that was an Alabama um, native, and Alabama didn't recruit him. And he come look the impact he's made on this football team. He's averaging six yards a rush, and he scored ten touchdowns. Yep. And what we we like halfway into the season, and he's splitting time with Zach Evans. Man, those two guys can do it for him. They really do. And I'm so impressed with their interior offensive line, their center and their two guards mm-hmm. play so well. And the freshmen, hey, listen, they have their moments. But, boy, those three guys inside uh, really open up some big holes uh, for Evans and Judkins. And that, yep. that's going to be the battle to watch is can how LSU's interior defensive line can get some penetration to slow down Evans and Judkins before they can get ahead of steam going downfield. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier, thanks so much, man. All right, guys. Y'all take care. All right, Mike. We'll eat some oysters for you, Mike. <laughs> well, at least I will. I know that. That's right. That's right. All right, this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, College and I-10 is where you can find us at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge, home of the char-broiled oyster. This is WWL. The 11 o'clock game set to kick off here in about 13 minutes of college football Saturday. I don't know that we're going to top last Saturday's uh, slate of games, but, man, that was an amazing weekend last weekend. It was it was amazing, not solely because of the games and, like, who played who, but just to have college football back and the people in the stands, right? And Nothing just better. Enjoying every moment of it, the pageantry of it, and just feeling like – is there anything better, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, it's like being an IT guru. You know, my man Clayton Sampson always thinks that he's the guy, but no, I'm the guy, right? <laughs> so I make things happen. So college football last week, thank you very much for last weekend. It was a great weekend. And then the Tigers played as well as you can play. But who else played great? I thought that the Tennessee uh, Volunteers played excellent against uh, Alabama. Now, Alabama gave up 52 points, right, to Oof. Tennessee. LSU only gave up 40. <laughs> so who has the better defense, baby? I'll say that. Now, here's the other thing, too. I think that the slow start for Alabama cost them that game. I think that if um, Bryce Young would have played the week before, right, and not had that time off and the injury, it would have been a different game. I think Alabama actually beats Tennessee in the SEC championship if they make it there. Um, however, Tennessee is on the road right now. Georgia looks pretty good in the East. But at the end of the day, I don't know if they can beat Tennessee right now, to be honest with you. Tennessee is playing some good ball. They certainly are, and they're headlined by their Heisman Trophy candidate, Hendon Hooker, yes, quarterback. Sir. I just think that I'll, I'll respectfully disagree with you. I think Georgia is a cut above everybody else, yep. and in particular because their defense. They are physical, nasty. They are a lot like the Alabama defenses of you know, a handful to 10 years ago where they, they're just going to beat you up. Uh, and I think that that would be a problem for Hendon Hooker in that uh, Tennessee offense. But, uh, you know, we may see, we may not. I know this. Everybody wanted to pronounce, when are we going to learn our lesson? Nick Saban and that program ain't going nowhere. 
Okay? No. Everybody no. wanted to pronounce that the death of the, the, no. the Crimson Tide program. Forget about it. Yeah. Al, uh, Alabama has been in this situation before and come back to win a natty. Every year. They, yeah. they, they lose at the right time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Except for last year, right, when they lost in the championship. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things I agree with you. Georgia is a cut above defensively than everybody else. The issue is I don't know if their offense can keep up with Tennessee. You can, I think Tennessee can score at least 30 points on Georgia's offense. Now, can Georgia score 32 points on Tennessee? They probably should be able to, and I think they can. But right now, Tennessee is just hot. They're rolling they off that you know, rocky top. It's rolling right now. So, And sometimes that just takes precedence over who is the better team. And we said it last week, college football is better when Tennessee is relevant. They are. They are. It, you know, and I don't like that orange. I, you know, I'm like, um, what's her name? Sandra Bullock in the uh, blind side. I just don't like the old gaudy orange. You know what I'm saying? We'll say it like we say on the West Bank, the old gaudy orange. Orange. Don't want none of that orange. <laughs> so that being said, you know, I don't, <laughs> you know, we don't want any of that. But at the end of the day, college football is great when they're playing college or uh, good football. It, college football is great. We know the Dame is playing good college football. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. When USC is playing good, good football, yes. Even when Texas is, that's another burnt or orange that or orange don't like. Um, that being said, we you know I really I really do enjoy the fact that we do have some different teams that are stepping up to the plate right now, um, um, showing the showing everybody that they can play amongst the big boys as well. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show live from Drago's Seafood and Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I ten and college is where you can find us. This is WWL. And Herb, the char broil, the oysters just hit the table. So talk, okay? I'm going to eat. You talk. That's right. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. I mean, They smell good. They taste gracious. good. They look good. They're perfect. Drago's is the best place to eat char grilled, char broiled oysters. Um, the sauce is phenomenal. The presentation is even better. Um, the service is, is over the top. You can't get better service in this place. And we sure appreciate being here every week. We do. We do. And, man, um, what's great about these oysters is uh, obviously the, the, the taste of them, but the bread to, to sop up all the, all the juices, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the over the top. That's what does it, puts you over the goal line. I mean, it is fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. And I like I'm, it. I'm kind of dying to, you know, I want to fast forward the next two minutes so I can get to the top of the hour news so I can start eating these suckers. They're, they're so good. <laughs> we had a couple before we came back from the break, and they're outstanding. And so if you're coming back with something else. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to bring us. All right, we, we, what do we got here, Tommy? Drago's Cajun Egg Rolls. Drago's Cajun Egg Rolls. All right, can't wait to taste those. And we'll have Tommy on here in a, in a few moments. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Tiger Tailgating Show, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrett getting you set for LSU. Yep. And Ole Miss coming up at 2.30. Um, Herb, in a, in, a, in a minute, describe the, the most important aspect for an LSU win. Well, today you have to carry over from last week, right, as far as the offensive game plan is concerned. Um, that's the, the first thing. The second thing is going to be um, special teams, right? We cannot fumble. We cannot turn the ball over. We have to utilize special teams as an asset and, and not as a distraction. So, And then after that, defense, of course, we've got to stop Ole Miss from scoring points. He's Herb. I'm Christian. It's oyster time. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t